Hey ladies, I hope you're having an awesome week. Back to school over here, I'm telling you, it's been intense and it's awesome at the same time. They're just adjusting. I hope that your family is adjusting to potentially a new season as well. I know that a lot of you may not even have um, school age kids. I know a lot of you, you guys are empty nesters. You're beyond me. A lot of the women I work with are even older, right? You're uh, late 50s, 60s, and that has even been maybe even more difficult for you to really wrap your head around like, man, how am I going to get this drinking under control? I'm alone. There's no accountability here. Nobody's really seeing how much I drink. I don't actually have to hide it because no one's here. Or, you know, maybe you have a partner that's right along there with you. So, as you know, we have a program coming up. It's September the 21st. Applications are open. You need to go to bit.ly slash stop overdrinking sisterhood. That's bit.ly, bit.ly slash stop overdrinking sisterhood to apply and just get the details of the times and the dates and what's happening. I'm only opening 10 spots. Three of those spots are already filled and it's going to help you. It's going to help you in more ways than you can imagine. This is not just a, all right, let's get a checklist on how to stop drinking. Because if you want that, you can go Google it. Don't bother, right? Like Pinterest can tell you how, Google can tell you how. This is more of an immersion, putting you inside of a room with other women, dealing with the same things, us being radically honest together, myself included, to tell you some of the things that, you know, I've journeyed through that we can really connect and help you go to a deeper level and really understand the programming behind the patterns of you continuing to drink and really what you're coping with. Because we all know the tip of the iceberg is our coping mechanism of drinking. This is not a pornography podcast. This is not a over shopping podcast and how to financially shift that in your mindset. It's not a drug podcast, although sometimes that comes with drinking. It's about alcohol for those of us who are still high achieving, functioning, you know, whether you're actually in the workforce or not, but you just realize like, man, I got it all together. I'm typically disciplined. You know, there's nothing actually wrong. I'm not having extreme health scares, although I'm very concerned about my health because I know this toxin is bad for my body. I'm getting older. I'm feeling fatigued. I've got aches and pains. I'm tired of feeling hungover in the morning. But I'm doing all the things like, you know, I'm not driving, drinking, like there's all these ways that we can justify and talk ourselves through it. At the end of the day, though, when you go to bed at night, how are you feeling about yourself? Check in with your body, check in with your thoughts. Like, what is it that you want? Are you even walking inside of your purpose of what God has called you? Do you even know how to find it? It's not something you can open a book and go, oh, there it is. Let me pick this job or pick this experience. It is a process where you begin to learn more about yourself. You begin to to clear the fog because we got to we got to clean off the the lenses first, ladies. That's the first part is really creating new routines and these tangible things is which is what I'm going to talk about today to begin to clear out the alcohol slug sludge so that we can begin to see like, oh, this is what's happening in my thoughts. This is what's happening in my body and begin to become curious with compassion. Okay. So I've talked about it several weeks. Now is your chance. I want to read a review before we get to this episode. 
And it is um, from the past, what I used to call the Stop Drinking Boot Camp, right? And I'll just be honest with you, like that was just, a I, I love the name and I love boot camp style things. And it was like, hey. And then what I realized is that I, there were several people that were a little bit, um, concerned in like, I don't want, what if I can't stop drinking? Am I going to fail the class? <laughs> right. And I always say there's no, like, you don't get like a superstar award. Like we will celebrate all the wins. If you're, you know, even if you're the, you know, the one that doesn't stop or totally stops, we're celebrating all the wins. Right. So I just change it to stop over drinking. Cause really that's what we want. We want to walk into this journey of like, listen, I'm not necessarily saying that I don't want to drink forever, forever, because that's really big and scary, but I would love to stop this, this crap that I'm doing now, this pattern that is not serving me, and I'm really unhappy, I'm depressed, I'm not sleeping well, I'm anxious, ugh, I hate it, right? So that's what this is about. So she said, I was drinking wine every night and knew that it was not good for my health, but I could not stop. I tried podcasts and so much more self-improvement type activities. After working with Michelle, I've been able to slow down the wine witch talk, aka our inner critic, the parts of us that are protecting us. We'll, we'll get into this. I know that I can stop drinking and that that's okay so that the panicky feeling is lessened now in my body. Changing a habit is hard. Having more tools and learning to address the issue is so helpful. After working with Michelle, I now have tools and keys to help me change my thinking. Go for it. It is money well spent. The money you save from not drinking will cover the program. So that is from a past student, and I'm so grateful for that testimony. And um, let's talk about routines. Let's start at the beginning today and see if this can maybe even give you a boost to get you prepared for the September Stop Over Drinking Sisterhood. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. All right. So like I said, this process is the beginning. It's in the beginning part. Of course, you know, I always talk about surrender and taking action and that's beautiful. But we have to start where we can bring our awareness to really what's actually the reality in our lives. Not the stories we're making up. And that's going to take a while, right? It's okay. We got to kind of go through it because my brain still comes up with stories. It still thinks it knows what someone else is thinking. It still thinks that I can control someone else's responses or their experience of me. <laughs> it's That's just what our brain does. It's always either, you know, it's trying to protect us, okay? So 
I really just want this process to be the part where we just step outside of the reaction mode and start to take a look at our patterns, okay? So we wanna stop the loop and create a new routine and practice because when we stop the action that we're doing, this reaction, then we're able to be a little bit more aware of like what in the world is going on, like why am I feeling all these things, okay? So those of you who want to do more, you can even be more aware of your triggers and sit with the craving and write, which is going to be part of how we walk through this journey. If you're not willing to actually have the awareness and begin to go, huh, why is my neck tense right now and burning? Or what is that tingling in my neck? Why, does I, why do I feel like I have this like heavy ball in my gut? And these are things, and if you see how that's not like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out, or I feel scared and nervous, like we are the ones who label it. First, we just want to know like, what just happened in my body? Because if you're like me, I had no idea for almost my entire life that my body was where I need to go. The brain is very important. <laughs> And yet the body is what tells us really what's happening. Even in the, just think about how you feel like when you've met that, you know, even if we go back to that, that high school boyfriend or something, right? Just that, just think about the experience. Where did you feel that in your body when you were around him or you heard his voice or he called you, saw his number pop up? Or if you're like me, we had phones on the wall and we couldn't see the number. So we just heard the phone ring and we thought, oh God, what if that's him, right? All the sensations in your body. So that can be what we label as just a pleasurable experience and excitement versus all these other things right now that we're dealing with that we're ignoring and pushing down. Stress, anxiety, fear, all these things that are really still versions of energy. So if you're already there, you're like, listen, I'm ready to do this thing. Like, I want to know what's going on. Like, why am I doing this? And sometimes we will never, you know, we want to know the question why. I've had those same thoughts. Sometimes we want to just like, why, why, why? Well, first of all, like, it's too big. <laughs> I mean, if I listed all the whys that I that I think that I drank, like it's going to take me a while because we're talking about childhood traumas. We're talking about um, relationships, protective patterns, teenage years, all the things. What if I just say like, what is it that I'm that I'm covering up here? What is it that I'm not wanting to feel? What is it that I am wanting to feel? What's going on in my body? What's going on in my mind? It's asking those questions where you can really get an answer. I feel like sometimes why will make us feel more stuck. And that's just something I've sort of developed into because it's just natural to ask why. Because we feel like if we know the why, then we'll feel better. But if you really think about it, has there ever been a time where you have learned the why of something and you really just, it didn't help? Like, even when we ask, why did, why did they die? You know, we find out some reasons and circumstances and go, oh, well, I don't feel any better just because I know why. Or somebody said, oh, why did that, why did that happen to you? Or why did that happen to her? And then just remember, there's just so many whys we can't answer. And those are things that only in heaven we'll be able to know. And I always, I just have this belief that like, 
in heaven, I'm not going to really care anymore because it's heaven, right? But I have this place now that I'm just like, okay, if there's something I just really think that I want to know, I'll put a pin in it. We'll deal with it later. Okay? So ask yourself, this is where we're going to start, okay? When do I crave a drink the most? And this is nothing new. I'm sure you can find some of these on a previous podcast. But what I've noticed about you is you that's what you're asking for. You're asking for like, what do I do? What do I do first? How, what's the actions I can take? And this is it. Find out what your day looks like. Is it a certain time of day? Is it a certain time of week? What do you think the reason is? Is it stress, habit, boredom, anger, anxiety? Is it something else? Is it like, I literally can't stand my kids right now? Well, we're not going to just stop there. Like I've had moments where I literally can't stand my kids right now. But that is, that's on me and the reason why I'm allowing myself to be triggered. Or maybe your, your marriage is just not working and you're, you're miserable. Or maybe you hate your job. But what you're doing is you're choosing to react and cope and shove it down versus actually going, huh, well, if I really am that miserable in my job, I got to go deeper and ask some really good questions, okay? So as it relates to drinking right now, here's what we want to do. We want to start with writing down your daily schedule. Your Monday through Friday and then your Saturday, Sunday may look very different. Mine did because I had a whole different routine with working and things like that. So map it out, write down your schedule. When you get up, tell me about what's going on with the kids, your schedule, taking them to school or not, work, working out, shopping, all the things, okay? Church, if you have plans on the weekends, if there's sporting events, map it all out. And then I want you to highlight the areas, like maybe make a chart that you start at 6 a.m. all the way to 10 p.m. whenever you get up, you know, Write it down, and then I want you to look at it. And in between those spaces, start to highlight little spots where you notice, oh, there it is, 4 p.m. every single day. Ding, 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 trigger. So first of all, just understand this is just the chemical process of your body. This pattern that happens in your brain, the pathway, the neural pathway that has a pattern that goes, ding, it's 4 p.m., it's time to drink. This is what we do, right? So part of that is the habit loop. And that's okay. But in order to experience breaking the habit loop, because if habits were easy to break, then nobody would, we wouldn't talk about it, right? Because there'd be no reason to break a habit if they were easy to break. Make sense? And it's a way to go, oh, this is normal. And this is just what my body's doing versus like something's wrong with me. Like, why can't I do this? Right? Because we know that the body is patterned that way to, to work on a, like it learns and then it runs the system for you. It's just like driving. Like you don't have to think about if you have a go to and from job, you don't have to think about how to get there. You get in your car and you go. It's a subconscious action. This is the same thing. Now you don't judge yourself if you happen to realize like, oh, crap, I just made it to work and I don't remember passing all those exits, right? You don't do that to yourself. So map it out. Map it out what your day looks like and when you're typically triggered and you want to drink. 
Then what I want you to do is just ask yourself, what can I do instead? What is my normal routine? What do I normally do? Come home, go to the kitchen, get a drink, run by the store, buy a bottle of wine, you know, meet my husband out back on the patio and have a shot, whatever it is. If your normal routine and reaction are these things are just like cave, skip the gym, go to Salsaritas, not that place because they don't have alcohol. Chili's, that's the place I was thinking of. That was a place I used to go back in, um, oh gosh, I guess it was my early 20s and they would have margarita night and chips and salsa and it was just downhill from there. So yes, truthfully, the chips and salsa are so good there. I don't even know if they're still around, to be honest with you. All right. What can I do instead? There could be 20 different choices here, okay? I want you to start a jar, if this works for you, a basket, notes on your phone. I don't really care how you do it. Whatever works for your brain. We are all different. That's why I said, if you want cookie cutter, go to Pinterest. I'm just not, I'm not interested in that. Sometimes I need it on my notes. Sometimes I need a checklist. Sometimes I need a mason jar where I put, like, make it fun, you know, like you would for kids. Sometimes you may want to get colored pencils and make it colorful and make it pretty and have this beautiful choice. This is all your ideas. So here's some of mine. What would I do instead? I would walk, go for a walk. I actually would allow myself to cry, to scream, work out, find a way to work out, take a shower, call a friend, a very trusted friend that I knew that would just listen or support me no matter what I needed to say, okay? Run, and not like run, just like run. Move your body. Take the dog out, get a coffee with a friend. Take a nap. Watch a show. I mean, there's so many options that you can do. Intentionally schedule a workout class on purpose. That's a lot of the time what I did was when I got super serious is the accountability of someone else, typically a good friend of mine that I knew would be for me. And a lot of it is, you know, finding the people that want to do this with you or at least support you, whether they want to do anything or not, even if they're still in their stories and still drinking and they're not really interested at all. If they truly love you and they're your friends they're going to be like, all right, girl, whatever you want. I'll, cool. We don't have to go out tonight. We'll do something different. And if not, then we need to, that's a whole other conversation with boundaries and friendships and relationships. And sometimes this is family. So I understand. But right now, we're just starting with you and we're starting with your new routines. So before the time hits, before these situations come, Begin to start building a list of a game plan. What does that look like? Can you choose a different way to go home? Do you have to go to the grocery store or can you go online and have them deliver? There's so many options. Can you call it in and pick it up? Can you ask someone else to go for you just so you're not tempted to walk down the aisle? That's what I had to do a lot because I was really in a rooted, like a deep rooted pattern of leaving work coming the same way home, sometimes pulling through the gym parking lot and being like, eh, I don't really want to do this today. Nobody cares. Like I didn't have anybody like waiting for me or knowing. I just pulled through and then just let myself down. Didn't keep the agreement with myself, which really builds 
discouragement. It builds disappointment. And then I would just go on by Publix. Go ahead and get, oh, surely we need something. We need some snacks for the kids or maybe grabbing a rotisserie chicken and just scoop my little butt down the wine aisle and buy more. And that was a deeply rooted habit and pattern for me that I had to really be intentional about and change that. I just had to change it. Okay. And then I always, always think you need to have some sort of alternative drink handy. Why? Because you're going to want to drink something and water gets boring. You're used to having a glass. You're used to having this even tangible. Let's just, all we have to do right now is just take the alcohol out of it and actually still do the some of the mannerisms too. Like even if you do you choose these choices, your jar of ideas, still have a backup to where like maybe you're like, oh, I just, I really, really need it to relax. Or this is my routine before bed. Do you know what I drink now? I use this cute little, they bought them at um, Kirkland's and I think they're made like little glass wine glasses with my initial on it. I put kombucha in it and I go sit out on my deck or I sit somewhere and like I sip it. Just I put a little bit in there and it's delicious. I love kombucha. A lot of people, you, I bet you will eventually once you quit drinking because it's just so good for your gut and it's just something different. It's not like a soda and a soda works. Sparkling water works. You can come up with all kinds of great ideas but all I'm saying is whatever you choose, just make it simple. Just keep it simple and keep it to where it's not this big, huge thing that you're having to overplan. Okay? And before we go, I hope this helped you. And my challenge to you this week is do this. Don't just listen to this episode and not implement. Just do it. Try it out and see. But when you try it, give yourself grace and kindness if one day you fail. And one day you quote unquote screw up because you drank anyway. What can you learn? There again, ask yourself, don't ask yourself why. Like, oh, why did I do that? Well, of course we know why. Because you were coping and it's new for you and you're in the habit and it's okay. Ask yourself, okay, what was going on before I drank? Write it all out. Me and my husband got in an argument or my kid got in trouble at school or I just was feeling really low about myself. I feel fat and ugly today. Like, what is it? And then ask yourself, what can I learn? What can I learn from this? Okay, I felt like crap. I overdrank. I didn't sleep good. The two days before when I didn't drink, even though I was uncomfortable, boy, I slept better. Or I didn't feel as crappy in the morning. I felt like I had more rest. Okay, so I want you to implement this. And then I want you to come do the program. It's time for you to get extra deeper support and get ready to transform your life. That's what this is all about. It's all about changing your life for the better so you can live a more fulfilled life. Because I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are not filled with joy and you are not fulfilled. Because you wouldn't be here. Unless you're just a fellow coach or unless you're just someone else in this industry that really loves to continue learning wants to be a part of curiosity. I don't know. Most of you are here because you don't know who you are. You want to know something. You want more. You want to find your purpose. You want to to enjoy your life. You want to find joy again. You're tired of feeling like crap. You're tired of anxiety. 
You're tired of, you know, the relationships you're in. Like, you're here for a reason. And this could be exactly the jumpstart that you need. So bit.ly slash stop overdrinking sisterhood. Go there and email me too if you have any questions. You got by email at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. But before we go, I want you to just listen to this. I want you to tell you the, the stages of breaking a habit. Okay. This is how it kind of goes down. Like, all right, it's like one through 13. I've got 13 of them. The stages of breaking a habit. All right, let's go. Let's do this. I am ready. Woohoo. Number two. Woohoo. I'm making a healthy change. Look at me. Look at me. Number three. Ouch. This is this is really weird. I feel uncomfortable. Number four. Oh my God. This is so hard. I feel so uncomfortable. Number five. Ugh, I'm done. I want to give up. This sucks. Number six, Whew, okay, uh, okay, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. I've got this. Number seven, why did I want to do this again? What is going on? There's that asking that why. Number eight, this is so boring. Number nine, I'm depressed. Like, I'm totally depressed. I feel like, uh, numb. Number 10, feels like grief, and I'm really sad, but I'm going to let it be here because I'm learning that if I, if I feel this stuff and I let it just be present, number 11, wait, this isn't that bad. I actually do feel better. And number 12, this doesn't suck anymore. Number 13. All right. What's next? What can I learn now? Okay. It's a really, hmm, I don't want to say long. I don't want to say short, intense, deep. Those are all not the correct words. It's just a process, ladies. It truly is a process. And it will look very different for all of us. And yet we'll all experience all of those feelings. Even if we can't really verbalize, this is uncomfortable. It feels like grief, things like that. You will experience it. And once you get through it, there's just so much joy. And life is still 50-50. But boy, I'd love that I can experience the emotions now. And I can lead as the woman that I'm continuing to grow into, right? Not the version of myself who is miserable, daily drinking, reacting, not taking care of my body, not connecting with my relationships. She's not here anymore. And it's beautiful. So I want to be here to help you and support you. Until next week, have a great day. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? 
Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.